The place where I'm staying, I was telling Pastor Alex that I met Pastor Fred Wantante where I'm staying. And I just popped into him and I'm like, Pastor Fred. And he's like, hi, who are you? So I had to introduce myself and I told him, well, I know you from campus because I used to come to your church. And he asked me a question. Do you still love the Lord? And I also asked him a question. Do we have another option? We don't have another option because God is all we have. He's all we have. Come on, ladies. He's all we have. Pastor Alex and your beautiful wife, Faith, I thank God that I know you. Some of you just know them now. <laughs> this ministry started way back when we were students. And seeing what God is doing in this place and seeing you beautiful women who are sparkling and dazzling like sapphires this evening. Man, God is so good. <laughs> Pastor Lillian, hey, she said I cried recently, but do I look like the tears? No, no. Let me begin with the theme. The theme of your conference, of your Princess Night event says, embracing your significancy. And I'm very sure the visionaries of, of this event and your event, they had to be very careful about the words they put in the theme. Because the word embrace means an act of accepting something willingly. And significance means the quality of being important. Man, when you blend both, when you blend those two, those two phrases, it makes it really powerful. But I, before you go into the word, God gave me a word for someone specific tonight. I was praying in the morning and I heard this word in Isaiah 43 verse 19. And the Bible says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? And God continued to speak to me that he doesn't repair. Our God doesn't renovate. Do you know why he doesn't renovate? Because he's the creator. He can create something completely new. And if that is your word tonight, please take it with you back home. Because God, he's doing something new. And he has a question in Isaiah. He's saying, don't you perceive it? Or do you perceive it? Because sometimes God is working, but you're not seeing him working. Listen, God is doing something new in someone's life. He's giving new friends to someone. He's changing your destiny. He's giving you a new perspective on how you're looking at things. God is giving you a new vision for your life. God is doing something completely new. So if, you know sometimes ladies will buy shoes. And you keep the old ones there, keep, and it is really old. We don't throw it away, it is still there. God is saying that throw away some of the old things. Because he has completely, completely create, created something new, like brand new. Even the Bible says, therefore, is, if anyone is in Christ, he's not a renovated... Uh, 
no, no. If you ever wore, if you ever wear something that has a patch, you move cautiously. But God is saying that I'm doing a new thing. So if that's your word, take it tonight before even going to the word. Our theme tonight, embracing your significancy. Men and women are amazing. If we can show you the behind the scenes before you arrived here, the things you had to go through, the eyelashes, the makeup, the dress, the flowers in the hair. Come on, women. If you don't know, I was raised by the most amazing woman. My dad left us when I was six. And my mom raised ten children. All by herself. And after that, grandchildren came in. That woman had no college degree. One of her grandchildren, stand up Jackie. This one, her mom died when she was two days old. Come on. Women are amazing. If you're here and you have raised children all by yourself as a woman, please stand up. Single mothers in the house. Come on, clap your hands. These women have done it all. They have raised children. They have not given up on them. They have not sold themselves on the streets. They have sold potatoes and sugar canes. They have sold pork. They have sold everything you can talk of. My mom raised all of us. As a God-fearing woman, she took us to church. The moment you missed Sunday school, no lunch for you. She's my witness. I never saw my mom sleeping. Honestly, she died in 2018. I asked her a question. Did you ever sleep? Because we would go to bed when she's working. You wake up when she's working. We never got to know whether she slept or not. Did you know that I grew up thinking we're so rich? She wiped the poverty mentality out of our minds. You need sugar, she buys a kilogram of sugar. So that is yours. Jackie is my witness. That, that whole sugar, that whole kilogram is yours. Eat it, like drink it or chew it. So I want to commend women who have raised children by themselves. Who have worked tirelessly. And somehow you still wear makeup. Somehow you can still wake up and put on a high-heeled shoe and your neighbor has no idea what you're going through. Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was very kind to our mean neighbors. Our neighbors were all mean. All of them. The kind who would put poisoned uh, corn seeds in the garden so that our chicken can die, all of them. My mom would wake up in the morning, give them a bottle of milk and say, good morning. May women, we, we can do things. At age 84, I took her to Rwanda. 84, like 84 years. Do you know what she did at that age? She built a house behind our back in Rwanda. She went in a place, found land, 
built a house at age 84 years. She roofed it, put in windows, and she died before she put glass. And one morning she asked me, are you going to give me water or electricity in my house? And I had no idea she had been building. And I'm like, electricity where? Like, she's like, in my new house I've been building. Come on, tonight we don't have excuses. We can do great things up to, I don't know, 100 years. Hey! Pastor Alex, thank you for allowing faith to minister as a woman. It takes a very secure man to love, to allow your wife to flourish and thrive and blossom and become who God has allowed you to be. Become what God has created you to be. Some men are not secure enough to allow their wives be what God wants them to be. So respect this man and give him a hand clap, my friend. Hey. I come from a country called Rwanda. Now there is something you need to know as women. Rwanda is the first country in the world with a female, female majority in the parliament. Our parliament, before you clap, our parliament is 61.3% women. 61 I don't know what President Kagame sees in women. Hey. But men, they are everywhere, everywhere. They hate things. Hey. I want to talk about a woman. I don't know her name in scripture. The Bible doesn't tell us her name. But it gives us a list of the things she did. And when you try to compare yourself to this woman, you go crazy. Proverbs 31, verses 10. I'll read most of them. And then I'll highlight some of them. The Bible says from verse 10, A wife of a noble character who can find. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband, Pastor Alex, has full confidence in her. And lacks nothing of value. The Bible says she brings him good, not harm. For how many days? All the days of her life. The Bible says this woman, she selects wool and flax. Works with eager hands. She's like merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. The Bible says in verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. You women who have this woman here, she doesn't wait for her husband to buy land. The Bible says she considers a field and buys it. Not out of her neighbor's earnings. The Bible says out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Men, the Bible says she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong with her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. She's a businesswoman. And her lamp does not go out. As you run out of fuel, I'm good, my friend, I'm good. <laughs> the Bible says in her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, we never get snow. Find your own context here. 
When it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed, not in Ichitenji, in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband, come on, Pastor Alex. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes seat among elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. This woman speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her house. Move And does not eat the bread of the idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, hey, he praises her. Verse 29, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is, fl is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And her works bring her praise at the city gate. Let me tell you something. This woman, she can do things. She's amazing. She's tenacious. She can swim against the current. You cannot stop her. She's industrious. She's in business. She's in linen. She doesn't sleep. She wakes up when it is still night. The pronoun she is repeated 18 times. Now, the writer here didn't run out of words to use. What the writer is doing is putting emphasis on she. She can do this. She does this. She does that. She does this. She does this. But let me talk about the Bible says in verse 10, she's worth more than rubies. Let me tell you, who is wearing rubies tonight? Anyone has rubies on? Do you even, do you even have an idea what rubies are? You guys just have gold, right? <laughs> The Bible says she was wearing rubies. I had to read about them. It was one of the most popular traditional jewelry stones. Exceptionally durable. Can you imagine? Fine quality rubies are some of the most expensive gemstones. Very expensive. But you know the Bible says she has more worth than rubies. I love the word more in the sentence. Because my, my worth is not the same as Robbie's. No, my worth is way more. God was intentional that before he told us about this woman's relentless great works and great, he had to tell us about her worth. Because some of the things steal from who we are, some of the things we go through, they leave you feeling worthless. But embracing your significance begins with understanding your worth. Before you embrace it, you have to understand your worth. Let me ask you a question tonight. Do you even know your worth? Do you feel worthy? What lies have, have you believed about yourself? 
Let me ask you something. Who stole your glow? Who stole your glow that you no longer feel, we no longer see the glow in you? Who stole it? What stole your glow? What stole your worth? What happened to you? In your quietness, in your room. What thing is that? I came from Kigali to speak to that thing. Because maybe it is someone you slept with. Men have that kind of power over women. A very good friend of mine, we were talking and chatting, just talking. And we talked, then at some point she's like, she told me in Kinyaranda, she was like, And then what that means, what she was saying in Uganda, And I'm like, what did you do with the kids? It's like I ran away with my kids. And she's a Christian woman. And then she told me something. She said, let me tell you, Anna, I'm a very strong woman. And I completely love God. But for some reason, that man, everything he ever told me that was mean, I believed it. When she say, when he, whenever I would say, you're a foolish woman, I believed it. And I actually felt foolish. But let me ask you, what did he say that left you feeling worthless? Some of the things we go through leave us feeling empty. Did you abort a baby? Is it a failed marriage? Let me tell you, God is speaking restoration upon someone tonight. God wants to heal you completely. Whether it is a divorce you went through, listen. God is speaking to you tonight that he's not just going to repair you. He's doing something completely new to you. Come on, clap like you believe it. Women who know their worth have no time for comparisons. Women who know their worth, they're not competing with anyone. Women who know their worth, they have no time for gossip. They, listen, if you're jealous, if <laughs> jealousy ate, <laughs> ate King Saul, and ate him, and ate him, and ate him, and ate him. But let me tell you something. For us who know our worth, you have to thrive in your giftings. You have to become who you are. Now this woman also. Number two, she's hardworking. We saw her in scripture. She selects wool and flax. She's like merchant ships. She gets up while it is still night. She provides for her family. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. One day I bought myself a piece of land. <laughs> and it was my name in my name. So when one day my husband was stuck, I was like, honey, do you mind if you give me your land and I sell it? <laughs> but it was really nice because it was in my name I had to sign for him. Jesus, what are you saying? Women, one of my, 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 there is a lady in Kigali, she was like, my mom was so hardworking. And then in the evening, she would be praying. And then all of a sudden, she remembers. Yeah, mommy, to Come on, that is us. We are multitasking. You can meet the middle prayer like Mukala Wansis Ganda Kingra Mukala Wansi Mukama Kuya Musawa Wachitiwa. Hey! Hey! 
woman can be breastfeeding. And it's like, you sit down. And she's watching a movie on the TV. And she's watching her husband and the text message is sending. Eh? Someone said a jealous woman does a better job than FBI. <laughs> she can be there breastfeeding and somehow she's reading everything. Hey, you women, you're amazing. Hey, you are better than FBI. Hey. If that is true, say amen. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I want to applaud women who work long hours and sleep less. Women who have bought land and built houses. Women who have invested their money. Oh. Women who work vigorously. Tonight it is your night. Women who have businesses. Hey. Do we have some business women in the house? Come on, give praise to Jesus. <laughs> hey. Women raise chicken, raise pigs, raise cows. Women. Women with salons. Women who do makeup. Women have boutiques, they sell clothes. Women have a mobile money thing somehow beside the chicken house. <laughs> Women who support others. Women who care for children. Women at City Church who are supporting Pastor Faith. Come on, you women. Yeah. Women who support others. Hey, you women, stop the jealous. Oh, stop the jealous. You know when a woman is looking at you? <laughs> Pastor Alex and Faith, they know where we live. We live on a hill somewhere. So sometimes I jog. Okay? Now, it's weird, in Kinyaranda, in French, they use a word, when they find you jogging, most men will be like courage, like courage, keep, you know, climbing the hill. Do you know how a woman is jogging, how she looks at you when you're jogging? She looks at, she doesn't even say hi, she's, she's, but she's checking even your tennis shoes. Eh? She cannot tell you courage, she cannot. She cannot, she cannot encourage you to climb the hill. She cannot. If you want to fail, collapse on the hill, call a wheelbarrow, call ambulance. I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging you to go on. I don't know. Die there. Let your ancestors come and pick you up. What is wrong with women? Hey, Pastor Lillian is my witness. Uh, you disagree with that? Those are very few. Give, give God for that on. Do you, know, do you know what's funny? Most of them are quiet. No one is saying I disagree because that's what we do. Yeah. Before you're telling me, go get zenyo. Go zenyo. Listen, leave me alone. Give me a break. I'm trying to survive today. Hey. I'm trying to survive now in the car. Where Like... I don't know. At least again, do Charlie. Then I ban I end the car. Go. Then I end the car. Go. They mentioned something here. I'm saying things I know. I'm also in ministry. My husband is a pastor. We work. We work at African New Life Ministries. We are pastors in the church. You can even preach. Finish preaching, and the woman seated next to you looks at you like this, as if you've just killed the neighbor. Like, I want to commend women. Amazing women, gracious women, loving women. 
Women who pick their battles carefully. Women who are not divisive. Faith can say something here. And she's like, hallelujah, glory to Jesus. When you move out, she's like, and that somehow I feel, I feel in my spirit, I, I don't know if I feel in my spirit, I don't know there's something wrong about that woman. But no, I'm hey. Do you know what it takes to be a pastor's wife? You have no idea. Because for us, whether we fought before we came to church, we have to smile at all of you. And worship as if we are in the spirit, whether we are in or not. We don't have an option of sitting in a worship service. You fight with him in the room. You get out. You smile at the baby's high. Oh, bright, did you take a shower? Go brush your teeth. Let's go. Then you come here. You find brother Sakaji Gobane, praise the Lord. Sister Thinsthia Bambi, praise Jesus. Did you pass the exam? God bless you, God bless you. We go on. We have no option of feeling the feelings. And we sit in the front now. At New Life Bible Church, we even have leather seats in the front. And carpets. They usher you up to there and you have to smile. Praise the Hello, hello. <laughs> and me, I love hills. So I'm not, I have to be like, hi, hi, Tui. Hey, you women, give this woman a break. Support this woman. Pray for her. Pray for her husband. You don't know their battles. Support them. And then you'll be like, I don't know but actually. And her, her mind is like, how do I go through this service? Jesus, give me grace, give me grace. I don't know give me grace. By the time Hannah was in the temple. The priest cannot even hear what he's, she's saying. And he's telling her, why are you drunk this morning? She's like, I am not drunk. Because she was there. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. Oh, come on, Hey, you women, you women, hey, you women. Obamba Wechi. Pray for these people. In Kinyaranda, the call is called Muhammadu. Yeah. It's heavy, the call is heavy. You even have no choice to quit. I hear you guys are in Iganga, in Karere. Even city church here alone was, was heavy enough. Now he has to go to Uganda. You guys go, go take you Kapchora, German, Canada. Blah, blah, blah. Hey. Hey, I'm serious. We have New Life Bible Church, Dubai. <laughs> Can you imagine? We have New Life Bible Church where? Dubai. See? See, they are coming. The city church, Abu Dhabi. Hey. 
you people. Come on, give praise to Jesus. Hey. I, I beg you and I beseech you by the mercies of God. Pray for this, those people. Love their children. Sometimes just buy a bucket of fruits. Just take them home. If you don't know what to say, don't say anything. People have opinions. Like, sina chena kubuziza. Kati watch dika. Vaku. So women of significance, let me talk about other unique traits about this woman. The Bible says she watches over the affairs of her household. There are people who are curious. I have a friend who is curious. Man, Doreen is curious. If you tell her I'm going to town, there are 10,000 questions that are going to follow. What are you going to do in town? So have you arrived in town? What did you buy in town? Are you planning to go back in town? So I, sometimes I don't tell her anything because her curiosity just breaks me. Because if I'd wanted to tell you what I'm going to do in town, the sentence would have been complete. I am going to town to buy myself a pair of shoes and then when I, when I finish, I'll come back. So if I've revealed to you just a little bit, but you're like, Pastor Tara again, so I can't tell you Marriage is not for the feeble, for the weak. It takes a lot to hear all these women call your husband daddy. Hi, daddy. At least gamba daddy in children to daddy. Nayate daddy. Banange daddy, we end you were. You end you were the daddy. But you know what? We'll see Jesus one day. <laughs> we have hope. <laughs> we have hope. So the Bible says, she watches. Let's come back here. She watches over the affairs of her household. Your household is your first responsibility. Phil, I'm going to speak to you in Kinyaranda. The Bible says she's clothed with strength and dignity. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. We had two women in our neighborhood. One was way too quarrelsome. Florence was so quarrelsome. And Betty was so composed, she had dignity. So one day Florence showed up at her house and quarreled. And do you know what she did? She's like, wait, I'm coming. She went in her house, brought a chair, and sat and watched the other one quarrel. She's, she, she kept quiet and just looked at her because she was dressed with strength and dignity. Like, yeah. Like, 
So she, and the neighbors are watching. <laughs> now at some point you run out of words. Yeah, she quarreled like <laughs> she began somewhere and she's like, hey, you go, you go reducing. <laughs> you pull out all those big words still when they run out. And at some point she ran out. And in a very, very embarrassing way, she, she had to carry herself back to her house. This woman, the Bible tells us she was clothed with strength and dignity. We pick our battles. Yeah. We pick our battles. We don't just... I think Pastor Alex, I saw Pastor Alex say, we know what to do. Sometimes we don't say anything, not because we don't have what to say. Yeah, like this is really says it all. Like, I have other, like when you're, you're into business, you're buying land, you have a vineyard to take care of, you have children, you have a husband, you have to clean your house, you have to check the curtains. You don't have guts for someone who is just shouting and making noise. Some people are critics in our churches. Everything you dress, everything you say, every man, pastor's wife, talk about you. Talk about pastor's wife. Pastor's wife, you people. So there was this boy who had a mother who was would complain about each and everything. So one day they were on a train. And she realized she had lost her button. But they're on a train. So now she started. Now I've lost my button. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. Now I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to arrive to the city. And I get another button. And the son is looking at her. And then told her, do you know what, mom? I think your mouth needs a button too. Maybe for someone tonight, if you're to embrace your significance, Obama funira pesa. You need a button. Give your opinion when you're asked. Only when you're asked. If they have not put you on a certain board, come on, it's fine. Listen, I'm a, I'm a very, very comfortable person in my skin. Very, very comfortable. Like I'm very, very comfortable in who I am. I don't get involved in each and everything. Some people have a problem with that. That if you're a pastor's wife, you're supposed to be here, you're supposed to be here. Supp no, 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 no. Like, no, I don't, I'm not in everything. Because I know where my strengths are. I know where my giftings are. I love academics, so I work in a school. I love education. Actually, I'm working, Dr. Alex, I'm working on my doctorate. By the way, yeah. I wake up at 3 a.m. every day. I told her before she told me to come, I said, do you have Wi-Fi? Because from when I started school last year, my life changed. Like I almost need Wi-Fi everywhere because I was preparing my sermon as I do my homework. I even have one with you tomorrow before I preach here. <laughs> so the Bible says that she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. The Bible warns us about the tongue so much in James 3, verses 5 to 6. The Bible says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also fire. Do you know that a rumor can break a church? 
A rumor, just a rumor can break a church. It doesn't necessarily mean everything you know you're supposed to say it. There are things, she said something, that we have chambers. There are things I've not told Pastor Fred. There is a guy who one day came and told me, sometimes I imagine Fred dead and I take you from him. And he's in ministry. He was like, sometimes I imagine him dead and I take you. So when I went back home, my husband asked me, how was your day? I was like, my day was great. I didn't want to break, start a, a war that would never end. If I told Fred that that guy told me you should be dead and they tell, hey. So, the Bible says she's clothed in fine linen and purple. Now, she's a woman of class. Fine linen in the Old Testament or the Bible times was like the best material you could put on. This woman, she's also classy. Yeah, she's doing all these things, but also she's glowing, she's, she's sparkling, she looks great, she takes care of herself. Stop judging people. Yeah. makeup, lipstick, hallelujah. The Bible also says she's she opens her arms to the poor. She's a kind woman. Some of you, we almost need a microscope to see Jesus in you. We have to put you under the microscope. Sometimes you have to wonder. Because you can't see. But she's a very... Kind woman, the Bible says she opens her arms to the poor and the needy. I want to commend women tonight. Faith told me, Yeah, my assignment was on this trip. Women who are kind, who have raised children, before you married them. If you can take care of that boy and buy him shoes and pick a good school for him and you give him the same things you give your daughters. Not a Tina jangu. Tina. No mtuala msenge. No mwa paketi mane. No mwa ngerako. Now I want to commend women here who have raised children in Tainana Wamuita. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give them a big hand clap. Ngabana wabalonda mchachi noba tuwalewa kanoba lena noba igiriza katonda. Noba sasuria school fees noba gulire ngoe noba igirizo okubuza abantu noba fako. We raised one girl in Kigali. We did. They know her. From, from PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS6 to university. She got married. She's married to one of the great leaders back home. You can do that. Because this woman did so. People who have loved their in-laws. Woman who embraces. <laughs> you love him. You should love your mother-in-law. Actually, it is possible. It is possible we sit in scripture because Ruth did. And she actually swore she's, she had never worshipped the God of Israel. And she said, wherever you go, go with you. Where you die, I'll die. You can actually bear fruit because you are a woman who embraces her significance. You're, you understand who you are. You can love your in-laws and love them completely whether they actually love you back or not. Yeah. Women who have kept quiet. By the way, some people, <laughs> they are extra grace required. 
Who said, Ma, uh, uh, Rosette, Mama Rosette, that her in law came and the first thing was like, When did you get married? There is no baby. Hey. Women who cover others. Listen, God covers our sins, all of us. If God was to put the things we do on the screen here. <laughs> so learn to cover others. Pick your battles wisely. And I'm closing. How should I conclude here? What was, her woman, what was this woman's secret? She had a secret. For her to be able to do all those things. She was anchored somewhere. Something was holding her strong and firm. Because the Bible tells me that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. And this is how the writer chooses to conclude this chapter. He says something, but a woman who fears the Lord... The writer here is very careful. He didn't tell us this in the beginning. He showed us everything she did and then said, beauty charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord, this woman for her to have wisdom, to have strength, to have instruction on her tongue, to love the needy, to, be, to, to open her hands, to wake up in the morning. She had the fear of the Lord in her. God came first. God came first. Sometimes you look at someone and go, now, but then I was going to go to her house and just talk to her in her face. But I fear the Lord. I was going to go because I found out the truth. But I do what? I fear the Lord. What does the fear of the Lord mean? It means the fear of God centers on worshipful admiration and appreciation. It is a wonder, it is awe and delight, pleasure and a warm approval of all he is. It esteems God above all others because he's awesome. His loving mixture of intelligence, creativity and generosity and wisdom and kindness and patience and mercy. All these things we find them in our God. These qualities are not the ones that a person immediately recognizes, but rather ones that an individual comes to know as a result of experience with him. This fear of the Lord, it comes from our experience with him. Because God did this man, I started fearing him. He did this, I put him even higher in my life. Because of what he did, listen, I exalt him above each and everything. Because I fear him, listen, I've learned to keep my mouth shut. Because he did this in the past, listen, I cannot pick that battle. Because of this and this, I fear my God. I was going to pack my bags and leave this man, but I fear Jesus. I was going to fire this woman from my ministry because I'm angry at her. But I fear who? 
God. There are women, as I close, the last verse in Exodus 1, verses 15. The Bible talks about two women. And these women feared God. And that's why we read about them. But these women, the Bible says they were midwives. And the king gave them a command. The king of Egypt gave them a command and said, when you go to help the Hebrew women giving birth, verse 15, the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names we can read about them because they were significant. Because they feared God, their names are on the pages of scripture. The Bible says, whose names were Shifra, how do they pronounce this? Poor, P-U-A-R-H, poor, poor, I don't know. The Bible says, when you're helping the Hebrew women during the childbirth on the delivery stool, if you see the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The Bible says in verses 17, the midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. Sometimes someone can ask you to do something when he's your boss. Recently at my workplace, they were forcing me to, to sign some things. And I told these men who are my bosses, I told them, over my dead body. There is no way I'm signing this document. No way. And I looked straight in, in one of his faces. I told him, I'm uncomfortable because you lied and I was there. But if you're forcing me to sign this document that you yourself made a lie about and wrote it and drafted a letter in my name to put me in trouble, I looked at these men at work and I told them, I would rather quit my job. But I cannot sign this. Sometimes you're going to have to leave that job. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen after here, but because I fear God, I'm not signing that and I'm not signing that check. I am not doing it because I fear God. When you fear God, you'll find women talking and hear what they're saying. And you're like, you guys, I'll be back. And you leave. When you fear God, some jokes don't actually seem funny. You can hear what someone has said and you're like, <laughs> uh, mm -mm. so the Bible says these women, the king, the king of Egypt gave them a command to kill babies. This woman, the Bible says, because they feared God, they did not do what the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys leave. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys leave? And they said, they had to find a reason. The midwives answered Pharaoh and said, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. And the Bible says in verse 20, so God was kind to the midwives and the people increased and became even more numerous. numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Come on, God rewards us. When we fear him, he rewards us. When we make good choices, he rewards us. When we choose to quit some jobs, he rewards us. God rewards us. 
If you want to be a woman of, to embrace your significance, let me tell you something. Fear God. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And your legacy and significance will outlive you even when you're gone. Come and give God a big praise. If you want to be of more significance in your life, Fear God. When they are seeing you, when they are not seeing you. When they have seen you or not. All of us have an audience of one. Sometimes you come and clean this place when no one has seen you. Sometimes you hear something and keep quiet. Sometimes you cover someone because you fear God. Sometimes you do something out of your reverence for him. And let me tell you, our God is so faithful. Just like he rewarded these two women, he will reward you. He will. He will. Why don't you stand up on your feet? I don't know what these verses mean to you. Maybe they are telling you to pick up yourself. Maybe God sent me here to jumpstart your faith. Maybe God sent me here to tap you on the shoulder and say, you know what, it's okay, it's going to be fine. Why don't you stretch those hands in the air and I pray over us and I sit and we, we get crowned. Dear God, you're beautiful. You're awesome. You can thank him in your own words. You're transcendent. You're eternal. You're from everlasting to everlasting. You're the wise God and all knowledgeable. You're immutable. You never change. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for what some of the things we've gone through, the resilience, the grit you've given us. You've given us tenacity. We have not given up because you have not given up on us. I speak a blessing upon these women. I speak your supernatural grace, transcendent grace. I speak your grace that is sufficient, King of glory. I pray that you deposit something in someone's heart tonight. That as they go back to their homes, they will go as people who have heard from you. Teach us your ways, O oh God. Help us to fear you, to fear you, to have this reverence and honor for you. God, help us in our battles, in our fears, in our insecurities. For someone who has a low self-esteem cannot even see herself as a princess. King of glory, I ask you that as you, they get crowned tonight, you yourself, you remind them that you crown them with love and compassion and you love them and with an ending love, oh God. We thank you for women who have done business. They were talking about the ideas and showing us the lotions and everything you have given them. For Hilda who wrote a book, God, for all these women who have come up with creative ideas, for women who work in banks, who work in microfinance, for women who work in a church ministry, for women who are in the business world, for women who work in secular institutions, for women who don't have a job, for women who need a new start, for women who are confused and live, feel abandoned, for women who are abused by men, for women who, for young girls who are raped, for women who are abandoned and rejected. Heavenly Father, I ask you that your 
grace. You pour out your grace. You pour out your, your love, your immeasurable love, oh God, and tap them on their shoulders and encourage them tonight. That as they go back to their homes, to their husbands, some of them are tired of the marriage. Spirit of God. Your word says that the spirit was hovering when there was nothing before you created, before you made anything, your spirit was there. If it was there then when there was nothing, how about now, God? So may your spirit rest upon each one of us tonight and do a ministry and a work that you alone can do and give us and grant us victory against each and everything that exalts itself. We thank you for your word. You never send it for no purpose. God, I speak a blessing upon this ministry. God, I ask you that you expand this ministry beyond what they can even think or imagine. May your anointing, may the flame, just like in Acts, where there was a flame of fire on each one of the people during Pentecost. I pray that your spirit will rest upon this man of God and this woman. That they will not wither, they will not lose heart, they will not give up. When they are tired, when they are confused, when they don't know where the money is coming from. God, I ask you that you open the floodgates of heaven and always surprise them. God, I pray for City Church. That it will expand, that your glory will shine here. That people will be running here to find healing and find hope and find encouragement. Heavenly Father, King of glory, let this place be a place of healing, place of restoration. People who have lost hope, who cannot see where they are going, let young people find new vision and inspiration. God, King of glory and majesty, let women who are so discouraged find hope in this place. God, dwell here. Camp here. Dwell here. Let this place be known as a place that hosts the presence of God. Just like how the Spirit of God, just like how the fire was there in the night and the cloud during day. God, I ask you that your presence will be evident here every day in from Monday to Monday, from January to December. For all the days of the month, may your presence rest in this place. Because it makes a difference when you're here. When we can hear you. When we can see you. When we can't doubt that this is God speaking. God, we have nothing to do but to give you praise tonight. We give you a hand clap of praise and we thank you. We thank you, God. Come on, thank him tonight. Thank him. Lift a shout in this place and glorify who he is. Come on, a bigger shout for Jesus. Woo! God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.